Morning, everybody. Thanks for joining me. Today, my guest is G.K. Sharan, National Sales Manager with ICICI Bank. G.K., thanks for joining me. I can't believe you've been with the bank for 19 years, man. <laughs> Thanks, Dustin. Uh, the pleasure is always mine to be part of this session with you and uh, with Mortgage Architects family and uh, just uh, looking forward to this uh, intense questions that uh, you know people usually come up with. Well, let, let me ask you, in, in the 19 years uh, with, with ICICI, so how much of that 19 years has been spent in the, in the mortgage space? See, right from day one. So we started in 2009. So uh, we're talking about uh, 12 years now. So oh, 12 years. 12 with mortgage. And prior to that was uh, with uh, the commercial banking team. And prior to that, I used to be with uh, ICICI Bank in India and the mortgages team. Uh, okay. Well, that's, that's, there's got to be some interesting stories from that, those days too. Absolutely. Absolutely. The bank's grown like, you know, ICICI Bank's, uh, you know, present in about 18 countries around the world. And, uh, uh, with a global balance sheet size of over $120 billion, uh, you know, the opportunity to diversify yourself and try new things is, is immense in this bank. Yeah, so, yeah, $120 billion balance sheet. So it's, I mean, ICICI is, is like a massive bank that we don't think about that often, but we probably should be because we're gonna get into some of the, the, the nuances of what the sweet spots are for ICICI. And uh, you've got some pretty pretty awesome programs. I mean, I have to have to admit actually, and I wanna want dig into a couple of those. So the first one is the Pinnacle program. I think that's probably worth uh, unpacking a little bit. Sure. I'll, I'll so, let you do uh, the others. <laughs> yeah, so like, you know, uh, if you're asking what the sweet spot for ICICI Bank is, you know, we have two segments. One is uh, the insured segment, which is plain vanilla. Insured is insured. 39.44, whatever insurers want is exactly what we give them. When it comes to conventional, uh, we don't compete against the big lenders. Uh, we compete against the B side when it comes to conventional. So insured, 209, paying 125 basis points, depending on the status that you hold for a five-year term. We compete against all lenders. When you talk about conventional, we don't compete against the A lenders, we compete against the B lenders. So if your client is just falling off uh, you know, one of the big banks or one of the big A lenders, and you're looking to move to the B side, you should think of ICICI Bank because we are right in between A and B. We call ourselves the A minus lender. On the conventional side, it's called the Pinnacle Program. And the sweet spot, I would say, is beacons between 600 and 680. Yeah, that A minus uh, B plus uh, gap is. I was I was going to say you're, you're you're kind of bridging the gap between A and B. Like it's not a it's not a hard A. It's not a hard B. There's there's some gray area in there, and unfortunately for the broker and for the clients, it feels like that gray is going to pull them all the way to the B side. But but before we get all the way to the B side, there's sort of this middle ground. And uh, we won't get into specifics on rates and fees around uh, that because that is subject to change all the time. But it's certainly fair to say that the pricing is in between as well. It's not hard B, it's not A, but it's it's a nice gradient in between there. And uh, and yeah, it's 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 challenging. You have these clients that you know, especially if you've been in the business 
for the 12 years or, or longer, you look at them and they're still part of your brain is saying, I could have had these clients approved on the A side, you know, two years ago, four years ago, six years ago, without a problem. Like is this is one nuance. And uh, so that, that really is that, that, that frustration that boils over in a broker on like, this should work on the A side. That's the signal in the brain to ICICI. Absolutely. So the thing is like, you know, uh, when you're looking at, uh, you know, refinances, owner-occupied refinances to consolidate debt or people looking to pull equity out, they have multiple properties and, you know, it's not going to go through easily with the big lenders. And, uh, you know, investing in real estate has always been a better proposition for people and, you know, valuations have gone up so much and they want to pull equity out. We are a very good option for that. And, uh, you know, Typically, uh, the price point, like you just mentioned, we are definitely lower by at least 80 basis points to uh, a point compared to the B side and uh, pretty aggressive on uh, uh, the product that we have on both owner-occupied and uh, on the uh, rental segment. Well, before we get into the rentals, uh, just let, let's stick with the owner-occupied for a second and, and sort of that A profile client. But one thing that, uh, of course, with the connections to banking in India uh, and myself being in Vancouver where we have a, a fairly significant influx for, from India into the Vancouver area. Um, I, I would think that the down payment verification piece for, uh, might be a little bit easier with ICICI when it's uh, you know money being gifted from family members back home in India. You guys have that bridge to verify and confirm what's what. It must, must be a whole lot simpler and smoother, I would think. 100%. So, uh, you know, just to give you the magnitude, uh, we, we have about, uh, like, how you see Tim Hortons at the corner of every street, we have a branch in every street in India. And uh, when you're looking at over a million people looking to immigrate, majority of them are going to be from India who are technically coming in on the federal skill category who are ID professionals or doctors or nurses and people who are qualified under those categories for immigration. These people are not able to land in Canada only because the flights are not available, but sitting out of India, they've already started opening their bank accounts here. They've already pre-booked on condos and you know builder, builder properties. The down payments have already been coming through the bank to make these payments out, right? So they understand that buying a home is living the dream, the North American way, and they are looking to buy that. And, uh, you know, we'd like to be a catalyst and be the banker of choice for all these people because we are in both the geographies. They will have extended families, so they will have the, uh, uh, the banking financial ties with India. And it's just a click of a button that the money moves uh, from Canada to India. And if it's from India to Canada, we can help these clients sitting out of their homes here in Canada itself. Because not everybody understands banking. And... If they need to speak to the branch manager, they got to wake up at two o'clock at night and talk to the branch manager who's sitting at the branch there. You don't have to do all that. We have specific people, specific departments that can help people advise of how to bring that money from India to Canada. And, you know, satisfying that down payment condition can be done in a heartbeat because we can verify much better than the other banks here in Canada. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I can certainly remember having some some real real challenges verifying down payments, uh, even just coming from a company, uh, a country uh, 
uh, you know, you would think as plain vanilla as France or England, and even those turned into, you know, high drama situations. And, uh, and it's always nice when it's a, there's that bridge of banking, you know, that it's the same bank. It's, it's internal. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, how much smoother could it be? Yeah, no, that, that is a, a, a great little detail. And I mean, you know, you hear about a, a million, a million people planning to immigrate and, and this typical uptake is 60% of those who immigrate purchase a new home inside their first three years in Canada, I believe. I'm pretty sure that was a stat that I heard. And I'm sure it's probably, like you say, being being that it's a number of IT professionals, medical professionals, like it's a lot of people with good incomes, well-trained, that number is probably a little higher than 60% of that community that would plan to purchase a home. It's probably more like 90% are going to be planning to purchase a home. 100%. See, like, you know, just to give you uh, a number out there, uh, apart from the skilled migration category, there is a student category that's also coming into Canada. And we facilitated almost about 42,000 students when the airports were open back in 2019. So these are people who have finished their undergrad, who have come here for their postgrad programs or PhD programs. And once the minute they get their job going, the first thing that they want to do is buy a property. So there's going to be immense opportunity for people to bring money from India to Canada use that as down payment for buying homes. So, uh, you know, this is a very, very good segment to go after uh, in finding a new clients. For the uh, inflation uh, bugs out there that uh, are, are tuned in, all worried that we're printing too much money and we're going to create hyperinflation. And uh, I, I don't have a crystal ball on that one, but uh, I, 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 don't lay in, I don't lay awake uh, in bed at night worrying about that. I've always uh, thought about that factor too. Gee, like, I wonder how much capital inflow there is from immigration alone. Like, how much? Never mind the Bank of Canada creating a new money supply. How much money is coming in along with record immigration numbers uh, to our country? That that technically would increase uh, the amount of capital, liquid capital, uh, as well. So it's it's uh, it's interesting. But let's talk about the rental program. Because uh, sure, sure. I was on a call yesterday with, uh, with a group of my lead planners, and we were talking about a couple different situations, and, uh, and somebody said, I see, I see, I, I haven't used them. Why, why would I use them? And, man, I should have had the, the gentleman on who gave the, the little speech on why. He was like, why? Are you kidding me? The rental program. And then he unpacked uh, some of the nuances of it, and uh, he literally referred to it as one of the best rental programs in Canada. Uh, you know, for a client who's got four or five doors in particular. So tell us a little bit about that. And, uh, and is, is the maximum four properties or is there uh, the ability to go beyond this? Yes. So uh, I'm definitely going to get to that question. But first, yes, rentals are a very attractive proposition with us. All rentals uh, will attract a 1% fees. And uh, like you said, it's four properties that we will consider for income. If the clients own, say, six properties looking to buy the seven, we can consider income from four, but the remaining two, if they are rental properties, can be washed off the rental worksheet. So it's not going into that ex expert or your velocity applications for debt service. You're completely washing off all your properties on the rental worksheet. If there's a surplus you add that to income and if there is a deficit 
all most lenders would ask you to put that in liabilities. We would ask you to reduce it off income. So uh, it works beautifully with our extended ratios. Assuming if one of the applicants have income greater than eighty thousand dollars, we can go fifty on GDS, fifty-five on TDS for a rental purchase, rental refi. Uh, in all major metropolitan areas, we we will have no problems, uh, uh, you know, structuring a deal for you. So for my client who has twenty-seven properties, uh, all positive cash flow, so there's no real issues there, uh, but his personal line 150 income is in the seven figures. So he doesn't need any rental income whatsoever to qualify to buy the 28th door. He just doesn't. This is this is like the perfect program for this gentleman because we're not having to upload all 27 doors into Phylogix or Velocity for starters, which is nice. <laughs> it keeps the application a little simpler. And we just need to put them into the worksheet and uh, if there were a shortfall, like you say, a deduction from income not treated as liability, that's a huge, huge mathematical advantage. That's that's very significant. And, and the one percent uh, fee is not not to be forgotten for sure. But at the same time, when you're getting rates that are not B rates, right? They're A minus rates. Uh, that all starts to make uh, make for a pretty attractive package. I get it. Absolutely. So because rentals, you you technically your interest is a write-off and, uh, you know, your 27-door gentleman might not be the right client for us. We are looking at technically people who are looking to build wealth by buying properties, more than four, but less than, say, seven or eight or nine properties would, would fit into our bucket. But if it's 27 properties, that's an investor, investor kind of a client. We understand he makes that line 150, but we won't entertain that deal. Oh, he makes that working at a completely, that's like a whole separate thing. Like the property, okay. or, 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 he, that's not, his, his income is not based on rental income at all. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, so one-offs, yes, definitely, you know, that might definitely fit through and uh, go with us, but shouldn't be a problem. Okay, so if you had somebody who was, uh, you know, a, an actor, for instance, and they're earning their, you know, million dollars a year acting, but they're building their retirement plan out as multiple properties. So they have 27 doors. You would still look at something like that, where it isn't about the reliance on rental income. Exactly. It's, you know, when it comes to beyond the number that I just said, it would need to be discussed with the BDMs on a case to case. So give your BDMs a call and we'll be more than glad to help you out. And, and, you know, one of the uh, viewers here, Clarence, makes an excellent point that everybody should keep in mind. You know, we're, we're talking about business, right? A rental property is a business and the fee is tax deductible. So there is that as well. Like it's not, you sort of have to shift from that owner occupied after tax world of, of uh, dollars and cents to the business minded. This is an individual building a business. They've got multiple properties. The properties are a business and the fee becomes a much easier conversation when it is really a, a deductible expense. Right now, just, just touching upon one more point there is first time home buyers who are technically sons and daughters who are looking to purchase a property. Uh, are not able to purchase a property because they don't qualify with the amount of income with their first job. We use a straight 80% rental offset, no taxes included, no heat included in your ratios. And if they're living with parents, we use a $600 shelter cost. 
And using our extended ratios, you would still be able to qualify for a mortgage with us. Conventionally speaking, of course. Conventionally speaking, that's right. That would not work on an insured file. We, I mean, we've been around long enough, we know why, but lots of newer uh, listeners uh, sometimes forget. Yes, minimum 20% down on a rental. So insured means owner-occupied, period, the end. But yeah, that no, that's interesting. So you, so you will also, um, again, that's a, a bit of a unique twist in policy. Uh, the majority of lenders do want the applicants to own an owner-occupied property before they purchase a rental. So you're saying the the wealth building 22 year old I met uh, out at UBC uh, where I spoke at a, an event a couple of years ago, who was living at home and had bought three properties. Right. Like he bought three investment properties from home uh, in his early 20s. Uh, that's that's uh, the kind of client we could bring to you. 100%. Yeah. So that's that's a big advantage right now. And, you know, we definitely know once they, they settle down, they have a girlfriend or, you know, they settle down, they want to move into the property, they would be good to go. But until then, they might not be able to qualify with just the $80,000 of income that they're making. They need that additional rental offsets to be considered for them to get going on that first property. Okay, so going down this same line of thought then, um, what about a, a second registered behind uh, up to up to 90% or something? So it's, it's technically still a conventional file in your view, it's not insured, but is that on owner-occupied or rental? Is that an option on either or? Okay. Um, it's it's not a straight yes, but all I can say is if the 10% of down payment is from their own savings and an additional 10% needs to be put in as a second mortgage, we can take it on an exception and do it as a conventional deal for you. We'll have to include the 10% of private funds as monthly payments into your numbers. And if your ratios are falling in line, we will be able to make that deal for you. So in other words, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm picking up the I'm picking up that it's always worth a conversation. Exactly. Just call your BDM. It's always worth call the BDM. It's always worth the conversation. And and just to, to clarify uh, for for a couple of commenters on the um, the fee discussion, that is a one percent one time fee, one percent of the mortgage charged at the closing. It's not a one percent premium on the rate. That's not what we're talking about. Although the rates, gotcha. will be, the rates will be their own animal, and uh, that's that's subject to change as always. So the eighty percent rental offset and how flexible you're being. I got I got to ask you the question because this comes up uh, fairly regularly. Of course, we live in a this strange lending environment where spousal support is treated as a liability, not as what it actually is. A tax deduction. Uh, you know, it's interesting that you touched earlier on the rental income and shortfall. You do allow that to be treated as um, a deduction from income, not as a liability. What about spousal support? Where, where, where is ICICI on that one? I'm, it's like looking for a needle in a haystack, but uh, I found a lender that would consider that. I'd like to definitely give you the answer that you like, but that needs to go under liabilities. Uh, that's that's not something where you can just uh, reduce it off income. Okay, but I don't want to give up for my client who's uh, in the middle of a divorce and going to wind up uh, with some significant spousal payments. They don't even need to be that significant, really, to wipe out the income. Um, 
So the common, the next common question, the most common go-to, certainly I, I, I know in our area is, can I buy a detached house with a basement suite, live in the basement and rent the upstairs out? And I'm going to put the kicker in there because I heard you talk about 80% rental offset. That's, that's going to be the key. That's what's going to get me back in the game, man. So can, is, is this an option? It is an option. Like you just said, the guy who's making a spousal support payment uh, you know, is going to live in the basement. He's going to rent the upper portion of the house. Perfectly fine. We have no problems. We will accept that all day long. And importantly, if the applicant's making over $80,000, uh, use the extended ratios and you can go all the way to 50 on GDS, 55 on TDS, your deal will still qualify with ICICI Bank. So that, 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 is, that is really significant. I mean, uh, I actually did have a conversation recently with uh, one of my older clients, uh, past clients, who that, that's exactly the scenario he was asking about. So I'll, uh, that, that was this last week, actually. So I'll be giving him a call after uh, we're done chatting here. <laughs> uh, make sure the broker I've connected with him is uh, tuned into this as well. Now, that's good to know. That is very, very interesting. I mean, that, that, that question has been asked for years that's like this has been a common game plan well i'm gonna you know i'm gonna live in the basement rebuild for a few years and then, and then i'll kick the tenants out move upstairs and and uh and then put some tenants in the basement and carry on but uh yeah there's hasn't there's not been a lot of lenders open to that would that basement suite need to be a uh, authorized suite like do we need some kind of paperwork that you want to see from a municipality that's always yeah a so here as well. it's 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 very simple like you know all conventional deals need to be having an appraisal from an ICICI approved appraiser list, okay? So we don't care if you're going through an asshole or pie or picking your own appraiser, we have no problems, but they need to be part of the ICICI approved list. So uh, you will have to go on the ICICI bank portal, which is mbs.icicibank.ca. You have all the information, including rates and products and documents that you need and everything there. So. Uh, the reason I touch upon that is you will have to uh, 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 order the appraisal. And as long as the appraiser is not mentioning it's an illegal unit, if it's illegal mentioned there, we can't touch it. But if it says it's a self-contained unit, we have no problems accepting it. We're not going to ask you for any documents beyond there. So, so we're not looking for a document to confirm that it's a legal or an authorized suite. Uh, which is good news because there, there's a number of municipalities, again, certainly in my own area, that they just basically, they treat basement suites like ghosts. We, we've heard yeah. that, but we don't know. We're not sure. Like they pretend they don't know what's what. So there's no, they aren't authorized, but they're also not unauthorized. Like they're not going in and fining people and making them rip a kitchen out or anything like that. They just, it's just allowed. Exactly. As long as it's it's a separate entrance to the basement, it's self-contained unit. That's all we're looking for. They can't be using the same entrance as the main house. Of course. Yes. Yeah. No. That's uh, that is excellent. Well, we've have if we've been touched on most of the comments that have been coming in and the questions along the way here and. I mean, I think we've probably given uh, a few dozen uh, listeners uh, some 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 action today. There, there's probably wheels are turning, and there's going to be a few <laughs> different people reaching out. Hey, I know I spoke to you last week and said we, we I didn't think we had a solution, but the the rental program is 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 very very impressive, and uh, and the extended ratios. I mean, it's uh, 
it's interesting. I mean, you're very well positioned, obviously, to take care of people who got a little bit of a complicated story, but you know what? I haven't said this for a while, GK, but it sounds like logic. Logic is what you're open to. <laughs> exactly. So the thing is like, the things that we do are within a small box. If you're able to fit into the box, it's it's a straight go through, which most of the A lenders are not touching these days. That's fantastic. Well, look, I'm not going to take up uh, any more of your day. I really appreciate uh, you taking the time to share some of this with us. And uh, like I say, I wouldn't be surprised if you see a, a nice little wave of uh, inquiries. So Alberta, BC, Ontario, is that, that sums it up, correct? Manitoba, that's it. Manitoba. Really? Saskatchewan got left out of the equation? <laughs> e. Yeah. So uh, Ontario and, and, West and Atlantic, all the way to Atlantic BC. Canada, of course, is always left out of the equation. I feel for you guys out there. And uh, and, and Quebec is actually seeing a few new lenders uh, showing up. Any plans to expand beyond BC, Alberta, Manitoba, and Ontario? Now, for now, the plan is to operate west of Ontario to BC. And uh, we don't know what the future is going to hold us good. We'll have to wait and watch. Well, what you're doing is working for you so far. And uh, again, I really appreciate the time. Thank you so much, GK. Absolutely. The pressure is always mine. And uh, looking forward to working with MA more closely in this uh, uh, fantastic year. And all the best to all of you. You bet. Take care. Cheers. Bye. See ya. Bye-bye. See you guys on Monday for the Mastermind.